0: Hello, hello, all you lovely people and potential baddies. My name is Kenny Jose Santos Ramos, but you can call me Kenny. And I am the current host of Tuck Talk, where we bring the truth back to our urban culture. Liddell is busy with Fashion Week and is most definitely not in the back trunk of my car, tied up and trapped just so that I have some time to shine. But here to make up for that is the ever-present Donnie and the ever-talented Sean the Black Don. You can follow me under to Noir Magic, just had to insert that plug in, but please call me Kenny and don't call me any one of these words. In any case, here we are. How you guys doing? You guys excited now that I'm in control? Should be interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where the hell this is going, but we have some exciting stuff for today and some exciting stuff planned for the rest of our fashion week. But of course, let's start with the mental health check-in boom so in any case we'll start as we always do one i want to die two my life is pointless three nothing matters four my life sucks now five whatever six i'm content seven i'm grateful eight i'm in a good place nine i'm excited about life and ten i couldn't be better i don't think anyone's ever answered ten but still nice to have there as an option but in any case i'll let you guys go first because as i'm your humble host and then i'll go and see if i either beat or meet you Oh, for, for me,
1: I, I'm I'm in a good place right now. Um, why?
0: <laughs>
1: I, I find it hard to like get a lot of my friends outside the city to come into the city and hang out and explore. And all they want to do is like do the stereotypical like smoke weed and like chill at the house and stuff like that. And now that I have, I have to say white friends because that's what they are, but. I feel like I have to mention it but now that they're back in the city like I have things that I can do and stuff like that so it's like I feel really good I'm in a good place right now
0: but like where where do you meet your friends like what, what aspect of your life would you say like the majority of the people you hang out with are from Um, they are
1: from like out of town like in, in terms of like where, what they mean to me?
0: No, as in like what uh in what role since 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 for our audience this uh the theme of this episode is all about identity. What aspect of your identity has you interacting with the people that you most want to call your friend? Like what role in life have you been playing where you were exposed to these people?
1: Oh, okay. Um usually it it's like friends that I grew up with, um a couple of high school friends and stuff like that. And ever since I like stepped out into the world beyond high school per se. Um I found out that I really have nothing in common with these people. And (laughs) I hope they're I I hope they are (laughs) because yeah. (laughs) So um it's like um we don't hit each other up like um and stuff like that. And it's just I told them I'm not gonna leave the city to go hang out with them. Okay. And they're not gonna come into this city to hang out with me. So it's like we're at this stalemate. But it's it's like I always said, if you live in a big metropolitan area, why wouldn't you explore that? I, I feel it's just so it's it's so pointless to like live in like one of the greatest cities in America and just not explore its history and culture and just that
0: gotcha so there's so uh, so the nostalgia value supersedes kind of like their two-dimensionalness for you yeah Um, yeah we call that weakness donnie
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean but that's what it is though it's like it's it's mainly for nostalgia and if they didn't hit me up every now and then i would 100% not talk to them and I, I feel that way with anybody. It's just, I'm cool if you're in my life, but if you decide to step out, I'm cool with that too. Like the world is not gonna stop spinning. So it's, I don't know. It it seems like such an asshole way to say that I don't really care about you, but I do. But it's just like, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. You get what I'm saying? Like it's it's whatever.
0: Yeah, man, we're forever gr- we're forever grateful for how much time we have left in the honor of your presence, of course. It's <laughs> a ticking clock, Sean enjoyed while no. you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <That's> no. <even> has <laughs> to be done with the podcast. We're done. That's it. <laughs> okay, Sean, where where are you on the scale? I'm gonna put myself at a, like a maybe a eight between an eight and a nine. Still, like, riding off of the energy I had, like, last time we all checked in. Um, Things have been going pretty good around me so far. So, you know, like, I've gotten more into, like, dance classes. um, Seems to be coming more into myself, which I guess we'll get into with today's topic. And I'm just very content at the moment. Great, man.
0: I've never met you when you're not content. I look forward to the day when life has just hit you so hard and I get to meet what kind of person you are then. Yeah. Like, so then that's, I that's that's I'm just like I'm at one. I, <laughs> I broke both my legs breakdancing, uh-huh. and now I had to learn to dance with just my arms. I know what suffering is. <laughs> Wait, but Donnie, what, what did you say your number was? I said I'm in a good place good place that one is Eight. yeah okay sweet no nice nice that's one of your highest scores um i'm gonna say i'm content right now i'm probably at a six i'm riding off the heels of a party i went to last night my friend uh venus June. check her out uh, she got onto singapore's got talent and um i know oh. when i say that yeah yeah i know when i say that you think it's like the equivalent of america's got talent but like holy shit i i I feel like she just invited us just to watch her destroy the competition because, like, <clears throat> some of the acts they had there, like, you would expect some... the best singers the best dancers the best i don't know ventriloquists as well as singapore but like it, it was some wild ridiculous shit i was saying like this one chick just baked some cookies and like submitted that video and that was it and this other chick just showed us like the recipe for a norwegian fish soup did not actually cook it just showed us a powerpoint and some vacation <laughs> photos with her husband <laughs> And I just look at that shit and I'm just like, maybe bullying has a purpose. You know what I mean? Cause like <laughs> if someone had bullied them on their path to be on that show, they wouldn't have done that shit. And I would have just not wasted my night watching that. I mean, my friend's performance was amazing. I'll send it to you later, but like, Jesus Christ. I, she was just blowing the kneecaps off the of toddlers practically.
1: And you said it was uh, Singapore's Got Talent? Singapore's got uh, talent, yeah. Oh.
0: Official, yeah. I voted in it and everything. I was part of the Zoom audience. I was astounded. <laughs> like, imagine those people like performing in front of Simon Cowell. Oh my god. Oh god. It was, <laughs> they, would, they would just, they would just end, they would just end it all. What can I say? But in any case, let's get back to the topic at hand, and that is identity. And let's uh, analyze this through how we like to break part li- uh, life apart. Past, future, present. So here we go with the past. First question is, how has living under quarantine changed you as a person? Let me preface this with like, I'm also fucking tired of talking about COVID, COVID COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever this flu. Like it's all everyone wants to talk about, all anyone wants to reflect on. So I just want to bring it back to be like, how has it really changed you as a person? Cause like I think about it sometimes and I've only ever met you guys as your post quarantine cells, how has this like changed yeah. you as a person? Who were you before? How are you now? How are they? Those two people different, Donnie? I'm gonna hit you with that first.
1: Um, first, let me say this: this pandemic has changed my outlook on people, general. Generally, um, I used to believe in humanity. the advancement of it as you could say a religion and culture and just i'm all for like humans but after these past two years i'm like you guys are the most selfish just assholes i'll i'll say that humans are assholes by design and that's what I've learned and for me personally I, I don't really think I've changed um, during the pandemic myself I'm
0: not sure if that's like
1: a good thing or a bad thing
0: not gonna impose judgment I am NOT a therapist <laughs> I have no qualification to give my opinion on that point
1: right so it's like I, I don't know I I feel like I haven't changed and I remember like going through like the pandemic and people are like um people should take this time to like assess themselves and relax and stuff like this and then you we get on the other side of social media and people are like well you should be using this time to write like a, a a screenplay or like something like Romeo and Juliet or like you should be able to write like a Shakespearean play and stuff like that so it's I I was torn between that and I like disconnected from social media for a while because I felt like looking through my friends' photos and stuff like that and seeing people like write and create and I was like stuck in this like two years writer's block when I was up in the Poconos and just mentally it was exhausting and draining. and. I was I was probably in, like, the lowest point of my life and stuff like that. So I, I feel like, I don't know, it, it really didn't change me. I, I still have these thoughts and stuff like that.
0: Mm, so you definitely have a more pessimistic view towards your fellow man. How has that exactly affected how you go about dealing with people or your relationships with people with that yeah. now ingrained in the back of your head? Yeah. So before I I hated people. Now I know
1: that I hate people, and I try to avoid social interactions and stuff like that. Like I got my like close inner circle that I talk to and stuff like that. But um, other than that, I just hate people even more.
0: So you're you're more solitary is what you're saying too, right? Like yeah. Yeah. More, are <laughs> you are you comfortable with that? Are you are you comfortable with that? Like, do you ever just sit at home and you know in your solitude and be like, "Damn, I wish I were doing X, Y, and Z." Or, or have you like adjusted so well that you could thrive in that environment?
1: I I think, and I've just been doing it so well and so long. Like, I, I was in foster care for like a young age and stuff like that. So, even with my siblings and stuff like that, isolation was always at the forefront of what I am and stuff like that. While everybody else was like going to parties and like hanging out and stuff like that, I was like at home like reading or um, like watching romance comedies or uh, checking out the independent film festivals and stuff like that. So it was just always in the back of my mind that I'm so closed off and guarded and so isolated. So. As I grew older, it just became a part of my identity. And it, it does doesn't really phase me. I don't feel like um what's what's the uh uh FOMO? The fear of missing out yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I I don't
0: feel that at all. Like I, I just don't. So you what you're saying is this you've is you've been training for this your entire life.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically that's why I, that's why you're I like say the Olympic
0: like, athlete.
1: Yeah, that's why I said it didn't really change because I've always been isolated. I've always stayed away from, like, bars and stuff like that. And it's only once in a blue moon that you'll see me come out and stuff like that. But I don't know. Like, yeah, it hasn't changed me. I've always been isolated. And what this uh, pandemic does was just show the reason why I'm isolated.
0: It sounds like you're more self-aware, too.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. It's just...
0: Yeah, the, you're this. You have like this new. Con- you're more conscious of your own thoughts and why they're there, and like uh, what has led to them, and what they are really, and like the nature of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah it has, exactly. It has changed you in a way. That's changed you in a way. Yeah, you're much more. Okay, self- yeah, specific, yeah, we can say that pessimistic but... And, and that, that's funny because like the nature of change is like sometimes you're not always aware of how much you've changed because you're like in the process you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like kids who like are always surprised when like their um fucking aunts are saying look how big you got it's like i don't feel any bigger i'm these i feel like the same person i was asking for candy before but no you've you've grown twice your size and now we're gonna ship you off to the army and go to war but you can't drink for some reason Uh, yeah i think that's what it is
1: i'm just like you said i'm more self-aware and I don't know. I I like isolation. A lot of people think, well, don't you get like lonely and stuff like this? No, I have my endless string of one night stands. But other than that, I'm totally endless fine. string of one night <laughs> stands. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ, endless,
1: endless. endless. You I mean, you got to play on. both sides. Like I said, male <laughs> and female. So it's like That's if funny. one ain't hitting, I can definitely go <laughs> to the other side. And I don't think that makes me a hoe. It's just. Because they all know what they're going into and what they're getting uh,
0: into. So. For for our, for our audience, Donnie's uh, whole reference is coming from the comments, and Liddell is making sure to leave uh-huh. plan. <laughs> he's still with us. In he's not even
2: here. He's still doing it. <laughs> still listening,
0: calling Donnie a whore. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I know we're gonna get off. Uh, this is getting off topic, but we uh, we should get to Sean soon. But um, I always found bisexuality pretty cool in that, like, you have a much more, um. A larger pool of people to be attracted to and to take as potential romantic interest but i always find it like really funny because a lot of my bisexual friends are like yeah i'm bisexual because i'm always by myself because because sometimes (laughs) it seems like sometimes you would think you would assume that like it opens you up to more people but from uh, from what they tell me like it isolates you more because like the other side might be turned off by the very fact that you're into like guys for example
1: Oh, th- that's why I'm like always up front. I mean, I, I found out recently that uh, on Bumble, like thirty like I have like thirty matches as of right now, and twenty eight. It's not. It's not at all. Thirty matches. Uh, and, and twenty and twenty eight of them are male. So it's like, well, shit. Like, I don't know. I guess I appeal to more men. So it's it's whatever.
0: I think men are just more forward and open about that, you know, like that is true. That is true. Regardless of sexuality, men are the ones chasing, and when you have two guys chasing each other, things just happen a lot. It's a lot.
1: I found out conversations are a lot more forward and
0: easier. straight to the point. Get at the point, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't know how things work. (laughs) 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 All All (laughs) All right
1: he <laughs> doesn't work like that.
0: <laughs> All right, Sean. Same question for you. I I never knew you as a person previous to the pandemic. How have you changed? What's different about you? If someone has had never met you before, if someone who only saw you years ago met you now, what would they notice is different about you except for your height and your hair? Mm-hmm.
2: So I'd say if anybody met me before pandemic, like even kind of like almost with the same energy of like Donnie, I've come become more like self-aware of myself and everything. I've kind of been growing a lot into who I at least see myself as going forward in the future or who I want to become. It's been like a very, very up and down kind of energy time. I went through some rough periods with even like my family, some family situations that haven't really been worked out in the past. You know, Feel free to all talk
0: on... all about it. Every <laughs> since, <detail. laughs>
2: since we're all on top of each other, you know, any kind of clashing family beliefs or anything that has been really been solved started to come more to the forefront. So I've been dealing with that. One big thing that like happened with me is just like my relationship with like let's say my parents. I've kind of like gone into the process of like evaluating. Things that happened to me growing up with like any of my family dynamics, my situations with my mom, my dad and everything and how it shaped certain like personality traits that were later toxic to me. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. were ideas like about myself and like how I guess I grew up and everything, me being, oh, I can't really do this or I can't really do that. I feel like I'm kind of behind a lot of stuff like that. And just kind of shedding that idea that I'm behind people, that um, I guess my self-worth getting more boosted, that's where I've been like in this energy. I've been kind of like reevaluating a lot of things that I thought about myself and actually kind of like coming into this. You know what? You're actually a good person. You actually do this. You actually do that. You're very talented. You like, you know, you do all this stuff like that. So if you've made that ever boosted- in doubt? Yeah. <laughs> I don't really, like, I'm not someone who really, like, pays attention to what I specifically do. I just do things kind of, like, impulsively or naturally because it comes naturally to me. So any idea of who I am is usually expressed through my interactions with people and what they kind of say about me. So it'd be like, I'd, like, I'm naturally a helpful person, but I just do it naturally. But, like, most of the, my friends would be like, you know, you do this, or you say that, or you're like this, and I feel so comfortable around you. And I never really kind of, like, took into account like you know how i make people feel so like hearing about it all like hearing about i guess what i am to them kind of like i guess started to help with my view of myself a little bit where it's just like okay so people do turn to me like you know i'm not as burdensome as i might think that i am whatever people actually enjoy being around me kind of stuff like that or i seem to have to i seem to always know what i'm like doing for the most part, even if I don't really know what I'm doing for the most part, I always give off the air of knowing like confidently. Yeah. You know, life sucks right now, but I'm working through it kind of stuff like that. And like that boosts everybody else's confidence. But then when it comes to me personally, I like secretly in the background, I might be going completely through it and nobody would know. Like, you know, I'm like all in my head and stuff like that. So I guess I've been coming more into who I am as a person or who I want to be moving forward. During the pandemic, also, I also had a lot of time to, like, work out and stuff like that. So, that. <laughs>
0: Shit, man. Shit. There's some two things that really sparked joy with me that you mentioned. Uh, uh The thing I'll touch upon. So, to preface this again, it's, it sucks that Cecilia wasn't able to come here. But, or Cece, whatever she calls herself. But, in any case, like, <laughs> I got the idea for this episode from because I was watching, like, I was really down. And, like, I was watching... um neon genesis evangelion right and you know it's like a fucking superhero kaiju shit but that's just like the first layer the first shell of the shell the rest of the show is just like analyzing loneliness how your interactions with people and like the last episode of the original series is just the main character just talk like working his shit out like in his head and it's, he comes to the conclusion that, you know, I always thought that I was a burden on everyone else, that everyone hated me, that I was useless, blah, blah, blah. But that was really just my projection the whole time. It came out of, like, completely illogical thinking. It had really nothing to do with reality so far. It was just how I saw myself, and that was reflected in other people. And like, I would filter how people people's behavior through that lens. And because of that, the nature of reality as I perceived it was flawed. Like there are different kinds of truth. There's objective and subjective. And oftentimes we just like um, only focus on the subjective truth. Objectively, most people find you to be a good person but through your subjective truth you find yourself to be completely flawed, shitty and like it's so transparent, everyone can see you for what you are. So that that that's really cool. The, other thing is that like it seemed like you were talking about something this is like a buzz keyword that gets thrown a lot it seems like you were talking about like intergenerational trauma in the first part like how you deal with your parents i wanted to get your thoughts like are, are the issues that you inherit from your parents just something that comes out from them or do you believe it goes like higher up the family tree like is this something that you're dealing with in the present day with shit that happened with your ancestors two three generations ago
2: so I'd say, like, it was actually the, the second one. Like, I started through, so I guess being completely transparent, what happened was, like, basically somewhere near the beginning of, let's say, this year, I've had, like, a big kind of mental breakdown. I was dealing with a situation that had to do with, like, connect the connection I shared with, like, my mom for the longest time. It was kind of like a back and forth, up and down. And I never truly got to, like, express myself about it. Because whenever I would express myself, I would always end up in a situation where I was kind of being shut down for living in the past. But I would always feel that by trying to address why I felt this way, I'd be able to get it off my chest and fix it. Like, you know, we'd find a solution because I could at least express, this is what led to me feeling how I felt now. But I kept getting shut down as, you know, um, you're living in the past. And I'm just like, because the past is what shaped where we are now. So I have to acknowledge it to clear it like to get it out of the way. So I ended up having like a big breakdown and kind of like in front of my whole family. And what ended up happening surprisingly was a big kind of family talk came out of it, which I did see that the ideas that I had in my head were true. My mom was reacting based off of her own trauma based off of like her childhood. And like watching my my mom interact with like her mom and stuff like that. I kind of see that it was a constant thing that was going on where nobody was necessarily addressing any of the problems that were going on or how they truly felt about stuff and me trying to step up and be hey i'm actually hurting because this this and this i felt better because it was just like i'm going to acknowledge the fact that how i grew up even when it was even when it was good there were some bad instances that basically shaped how i felt about myself and i want to express that and that needs to be like, you know, listened to. And my mom, like, you know, she started listening to me. So me and her started working things out at least. But now with her and her mom, there's still that like energy because they won't address it. Like they won't fully like actually try to work it out. So I feel like a lot of stuff does come from generational trauma. Like it just keeps going. The parents that we had are dealing with the parents that they had, even if they don't necessarily realize that they're reacting based of how their childhood was. And it keeps going until somebody decides that they want to stop it
0: yeah man uh, we're, we're like constantly dealing with the ramifications of the past so i'm glad that you like directed that in fact i'm kind of jealous because that self-awareness that your mom has is not something that comes in the santos family whatsoever but um yeah uh I, we should uh, probably move on but I'll, I'll briefly you know add to the conversation uh, a lot of what you guys have said i can basically be well applied to me i think the most important thing they've noticed or what that's most apparent particularly like um i I know every uh, some some of our audience hated when i bring people up like jordan peterson or joe rogan or whatnot but uh, including some of our journalists but like i'm not saying that i agree with everything they say i'm just saying they had like this one golden nugget that really resonated with me and he was talking about like uh, freudian and Jungian dynamics it's like everything he talks about essentially like you could Basically package that. But in case, he talks about, like, uh, for, for, you know, a young man, the greatest um, the greatest passing of the torch and when you really come onto your own is when your father dies, essentially, or your father figure or whoever was fit that role in your place. Like, whoever was a role model dying and you having to take their place, that's, like, the rite of passage. But, like, what Young says is that, like, it doesn't always have to be the actual death of your father. It can just be, like, a symbolic death. So... Oh, symbolically, okay. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, donnie you That explains so why I never grew up. <laughs> no, 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 and I've been coming to this struggle because, like, I, I, I had to take on a lot more responsibilities during this pandemic, like, uh, like much more than I've ever had in my life. While at the same time, being come, like subjected to living with my family, like, um, so, some of you guys are. Like, I have to live with this family, but I. I'm in the role of the patriarch, but I'm not getting patriarch benefits. You know what I mean? I don't have independence. I don't have say in how things are. I feel like there's still much more potential for growth. And I realize that that growth is coming, but I'm too impatient right now. Like, I just want to go on to the next thing. And I feel like stuck in this phase of my life. Like, yeah, I I finally have a car, which was a a great big move. I uh, finally have a job, which was like, took forever. I finally have like adult relationships with people. But there are just some things that I feel there's some shackles of my past that are, like, binding to me and some responsibilities that uh, that come stem out of family that feel like shackling me down and keeping me from, like, flying and being the person I'm meant to be, if the metaphor still stands. So uh, that's definitely a struggle I have because, you know, like, symbolically, I my father, my father's alive, he's great, he's kicking, he's doing well, but, like, symbolically, I have taken his role because of his age and because of his condition, and it just feels like, you know, I'm get doing all the work with none of the respect. It's like living, it. it's like uh, working a job, but you're not getting benefits. Um, you're not getting full salary as as much as your peers. You're not, it, it, think of it like those terms. So it's something I've been struggling with lately and I think it's gonna get better and I just need to be patient really. But um, let's, as your parents suggested, let's stop thinking about the past and let's talk about the present now. So this is you know self-reflection time i'm sorry not this isn't the present but this is more about the future self-reflection time um what kind of person do you think you'll be here from here on out? like post self-reflection even post pandemic like what kind of person do you see yourself as being in the future two three months from now 10 years from now who what kind of guy do you see yourself i'll say guy because everyone here's a guy what kind of guy do you see yourself as being honestly and i know like, I know every answer we give will be wrong because that's just the nature of the beast. Like you uh, you mention the reality, you give it power, you say it, and then it ends up happening a completely different way because the universe just has to be a bitch and say and just do the opposite of what you think. Right. But yeah, Donnie, you go first. What what do you project or prophesize?
1: Um I don't know. And Uh, Sean, do you want to go first? Because I'm yeah. I'm still thinking okay, that here, I that question I is. Goes, <laughs> sure.
2: Uh, I feel like I have a vague enough idea of what my I feel like my identity is turning into. So I kind of started embodying like um. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. This is like a, it's a funny story connected to it, but awesome. one of the times that I was basically one of the times I was hanging out with my friends for the first time, I tried shrooms. Nice. When I tried shrooms for the first Sweet. time. We support drugs. (laughs) 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 No, we
0: don't, YouTube, please. Sorry, I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) When I tried it, like this weird kind of new kind of energy had uh, arrived in me where basically I like felt like I was loved by, like, you know, I finally felt like I was loved by like, I guess all the people who loved me, felt like I got a big hug from like the universe. And for the rest of the night, I was just kind of like walking around, put my rings on. I was like listening to music with my friends. So I was just like, Rock, like, acting like some kind of rock star, laughing uncontrollably, crying and laughing at the same time. Because I just felt, like, really happy for, like, no reason. And I remember just going on this kind of rant where I was just like, I just want peace. Like, I just want, like, peace around me. Everybody, like, causes so much trouble for no reason and everything. Like, there's so much, like, issues that could be solved by communication and all this stuff like that. I just want happiness. And, like, I remember just having that kind of, like, energy the whole time. So I've basically been kind of stepping back into, I guess, that kind of rock star persona that I felt from that night, where basically I have the confidence to speak my mind about, like, I guess, what's really bothering me. I just want peace, love, happiness around me. I want to share that gift with, like, everybody around me, trying to make everybody happy. Not, like, in a, I guess, people-pleasing way, but, like, to make sure that everybody's good for, like, themselves and stuff like that, knowing that we're all going through shit so i want to say in the next like few months or so i'm kind of like focused on finding a way to showcase that to the world like in you know doing this podcast would be one of the like one way to show that because i never thought i would be like on a podcast before so
1: hey me too
2: (laughs) so it's like you know so that's a big step forward even working on the podcast with um liddell over with the gaming chair. It started where now i'm just like huh maybe i just like i'll stream whatever maybe that would be something fun to try so i'm actually in the energy of now trying things and seeing how it works out rather than being fearful of like well if i try this what if i embarrass myself it's just like you won't know until you try now kind of energy that's starting to go up so i'm trying to ride that out for the rest of my life
0: (laughs) nice dude nice no i i I like that that really resonated with me particularly the last one because like um you have this idea of yourself you have this idea of yourself that you formed the, the entire day of life like at the, even at a young age you start thinking oh i'm only this kind of person i don't like these kinds of things i will never be interested in this this is just not what i'm interested in that's no that's all bullshit honestly that's like what you've convinced yourself based on like what other people say or like your interactions with them like for me um i realized that i am really fucking into astrophysics of all things like, it, it's, right, completely left field. <laughs> completely left field. Like, nothing in my life, like, I, I in, in my day job, I'm, like, a corporate investigator. I, I do journalism here. I do, like, some creative stuff. I do, like, tarot reading, but, you know, it all fits in one neat little picture, you know what I mean? Like, one flows off the other, pretty much. You got your research, your investigation, your creativity, your good writing. Like, everything I do in my life, like, has, fits that little frame, right? But, I also have other interests like Donnie, you're really into Leonardo da Vinci, right? Like this, that guy was, it stuck his dick in every hole, you know what I mean? Like he, he did art, he did architecture, he did biology. He was just interested in the natural world and like no one ever killed his interest. So he just kept expanding and like one, one field just fed off the other really. And I realized like, yo, you know what? Uh, I remember when I was a kid, I, I I did like my science classes. I was interested in biology and shit, and, like, I, I enjoyed the scientific method. I never won any science fairs, really, because I thought those were stupid and performative. But, you know, I did pretty well, and I found everything I read interesting. I mean, like, sometimes I struggle with math, and, you know, trigonometry and algebra and geometry are fairly important when it comes to calculations. But, like... I was never really that bad at math. Like whenever I came close to failing, I had like horrendous teachers and it it was like a Eureka moment. My physics teacher was ass. I don't know why they ever gave him his job. Like he was a football coach teaching physics. It's just like, 'cause, cause you can calculate the arch of a football being thrown. Doesn't mean I want you telling me the secrets of the fucking universe. Right? Like I had this one really great math teacher from my high school and I was his best student. I, I, I overperformed. I got the highest grades on every test. We had, like, I was the top of the class and shit. So it really it really makes me wonder, like, what kind of person would I have been if I didn't have such shitty interactions with people who were, like, gatekeeping these realms of knowledge? So, yeah. uh, like, I'm, I'm watching. So uh, it, it, part of my job is that I have to, like, investigate different jurisdictions like uh, spanish-speaking countries so uh, i'm a latino but like my spanish could still use some work so i watch like uh documentaries in spanish because it's the second best thing they going to an actual country and i was watching cosmos with neil degrasse tyson and i'm keeping up with this guy i love it like forget the like even if I, I were if i were blind and not seeing all the cgi i would still like think this shit is really interesting so i go to khan academy i'm like this this is actually quite simple. I, I'm getting it now. I know how a microwave works. How many people actually know how a microwave works? Not many. Some people still think like if you put a paper plate in there, it'll like combust. That's not, no, absolutely not. You, you need water and moisture in that bitch for it to uh, heat up. But uh, yeah, no, I'm learning things about myself and I'm learning not to be so limited. Um, I, I, I'll pass the torch to Donnie and just say what I say myself uh, in a few years um uh, definitely not as family oriented as i've been in the past like uh, there's something in me that always desired a nuclear family but recent experiences would be like you know what marriage is just dumb shit honestly there's really that's just a tradition we're keeping alive right like i will happily have a kid with someone (laughs) but like there's no real reason we should be married aside from tax purposes that is the only benefit anymore there's there's just nothing to it but uh yeah i'm not i feel like i'm not gonna be like the family guy anymore like i told you i feel like the patriarch of my family right now i'm gonna like i feel like i'm gonna loosen those shackles and just be me as much as i can expose myself to the weirdest situations like the off the wall shit like uh teaching english in spain while i take khan academy physics courses getting a a degree just to say I, i did and i have uh, because i need to spend money on something like i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna be i want to be this girl i used to date essentially where she just i, I, I talked about on the re- on the podcast a couple a couple episodes ago but she is just a world jumper she's an artist she tries all sorts of different things she opens restaurants she she, she like sean follows her impulses and that's some i, I feel like that's the kind of person i want to be but last but not least donnie tell us what you think and then we'll move. Even, on.
1: Even though you guys gave these lengthy uh, responses, feel peer I, I, feel I, peer I, yeah, I still don't know what I'm. All right, let, let me say this. Um, I'll, I'll say the basic as generic response. Um, I, I want to further my uh, career as a journalist and a photographer and uh, um, uh, hopefully a uh, screenwriter and stuff like that. Um, Underneath the surface, I think what Kenny said, my favorite role model I've ever had was Leonardo da Vinci. And I think I try to be more in tune with him and inspire to be just like him, dabble in everything, Um, just test the waters of what my knowledge is and the limit of it. I don't. What I hope to achieve is just continue to be me. Really, that's all I can say. It's it's really hard because it's self reflection is not something I'm really good at. Um, because every time I do self reflect, self doubt creeps its way into that, and it's just mentally draining to me. But um, overall, it's. I just want to continue to live.
0: Okay, so you see the rest of your life as kind of an extension as things are. So you're pretty comfortable with how things are, you'd say?
1: Yeah, like like you said, I I'm I'm self aware for my age. Like I don't know how to say. It. People always assume that I'm like down or like I'm like. <laughs>
0: We're, laughing. <laughs> we're
1: not laughing at that. <laughs> like, people always assume that there's something wrong with me. Like I said, like, I'm lonely or, like, talking about, like, suicide that we're not going to really dive into. Um, but, like, I'm content with where my life is right now, and I'm content with how I'm growing. Mm-hmm. And I just could... I'm just going to continue to live my truth openly and freely as I can. That's it.
0: Yeah, man. With all those, like, idiots who, like, go into your DMs after every episode just to be like, hey, just to finally now say, hey, are you okay? I'm reaching out yeah. now. And I- Some, I'm somebody texted me the,
1: the suicide things. hotline. and
0: Like you couldn't Google it.
1: Yeah, like.
0: <laughs> so no, it's like. like... Good. like on honestly people don't realize that like, your like experiences probably adjusted you a lot better to life than even they can say they are you know what I mean right like like you you see the reality of things a lot more than other people who like grew up in like this safety cushy environment
1: I think that's the best way to describe me i I see reality for what it is left and right and down the middle and i i just I, I just don't want to be a part of society's standards, whether it's I'm gay, bi, straight, whatever you want to fucking call it, a unicorn, or whether I'm writing or like the reading or like looking into things. Like I, I just, I don't fit in with like the social media aspect, the relationship aspect. Like I, I, I stay in my own lane. And I don't wanna dive into society's lane of, oh, you should be married by this time, or children as much
0: just, money yeah, yeah, like i I just like i I just wanna live,
1: that's it, that's <laughs> yeah. that's as simple yeah, that- as
0: it can get. I know it's it's so funny because, like, we all have these societal pressures on us, but it's like, it's not like anyone's telling us, like, get married or, or maybe in some cases, yeah, like, but, like, for the most part, no one's actually telling us you have to make this much. Like, no one sent us that text message. No one, like, sits at us and said, you have to do this, this, and that. A lot of that is just self imposed. It's like basic assumptions. Like, people expect this from you, so you have to live up to it. Yeah. It,
1: it it was the same thing with college. Like um I went to college not knowing what the fuck I was doing there. Right. And I dropped out, out after a year and a half. And I only went because my sister didn't go to college and I was the next one up. So it's like everybody's looking on you. Um I was always seen as like the the most logical one mm-hmm. or the one to make it out or whatever you want to say it, and I I refuse to be anybody's golden goose or anybody's spokesperson or anybody's like, that's not what I'm here for. And people, and I know a lot of people take it as, oh, if you don't stand up for this, then you're against it. Or if you don't speak out for this because you're a part of that community, then you're against it. And it's like, no, like, no nope, no nope. you shouldn't have to force anybody to like Yeah, man. Appeal to your cause or whatever.
0: Yeah, you know? that call that college thing is like really right on because we like um I know some people, like I went to business school, I-, I met people who wanted to work on Wall Street since they were in like diapers and shit. Like they knew they wanted to be boring ass tax accountants and financial analysts from the get go. And that's okay. That's that's great. But that's not really some... Uh, the entire population is not consisting of accountants that know they want to be accountants, right? Some people fall into the field later, but some people just never figure out what they want to do. And, like, we push kids to... Uh, take all these loans and go to college and pick something like I remember I went when I was in NYU people were like telling me oh no don't go for journalism and French and Chinese and anthropology like you want and you find interesting Uh, do computer science do this this and that do do great murder bitch I hate computer science (laughs) <laughs> I, I, i've been taking classes on my own and i usually learn a lot better on my own and i fucking hate it i hate python I, i'd rather be bitten by an actual snake than have two seconds of writing python script all right i'd rather be devoured by a python right. than subject myself to that bullshit anymore so it's it's like yeah like no one really knows what's best for you except you and sometimes you don't even know yet because you're not at that right, life yeah. yet and i'm in there yet but Enough talk about the future. Enough speculation. You know, we it, well, none of us are prophets. Uh, if you ask me, I don't even think a single prophet existed. But um, none of us are prophets. We, um, we, we'll never really know what life has in store for us. And now that we said all these inklings of ideas, they're probably not even going to fucking happen. We're going to take left fields. Sean is right. going to I don't know become a professor and like uh, I don't know <laughs> stop dancing. But who knows? Who knows? Just let life happen. But let's come back right to the present with our last question and do you think your wild experiences like this shape you as a person and let me expand on the question like you as your identity and you know either you're self-aware or you're getting to be self-aware as we said um do you think experiences like the pandemic are what really shape you as a person or is your identity more complicated than all the trauma than a collection of all the traumas you've been through up until now like, are you as a person? It, it what shapes you more—the day-to-day shit, like wiping your ass, making uh, cookies, um, you know, paying taxes—is that what makes you who you are? Is it your trauma? Is it what you do? Is it what you love to do? What is it? What shapes you the most? I know all these things shape you together, but what shapes you the most? You think?
1: Sean, you can go ahead. Because again,
2: okay. <laughs> um, so this is a I'd tough say, one. This is a tough one. I know. I'd say I do think wild experience, like certain wild experiences, have the like idea to shape you as who you're become. Like it's hard to say, but it's like I remember seeing a post like this, and like when I actually start to think about it, I'm just like, you know, I think it would be true. That like whatever version of who you are now probably would not exist had this like pandemic like pandemic happened and when i sit there and think i'm just like no there's still like you know all the stuff that i went through back in the past but i sit there and think i'm just like the fact that i now had to sit with it because of like the pandemic and being in like that kind of enclosed space you know the family problems the who you are as a person problems facing whatever you face while you were during the pandemic it does like had it did have its hand in kind of shaping at least getting to getting to the point of like i guess understanding who you are a little bit like i wouldn't say it hasn't necessarily shaped me as a person completely as you pointed out kenny we're all still changing and stuff like that yeah but this it's like certain experiences like this does have the like effect of at least getting you to like focus on things like i'll say i became a lot more self-aware and not even like self-aware aware of the world aware of like how things truly are and i got i guess more realistic a little bit when the pandemic hit because it seemed like when the pandemic hit it wasn't just a self-reflection it kind of like opened up your eyes to a lot of like what's going on in the world so you got the you know you had the politics stuff going on you had the racist stuff going on you had the weird celebrity time deaths because celebrities just started dying left and right or people just started disappearing People who came out of the woodworks, like I know during the during the like the Black Lives Matter movement, you know who came out. You got the pilgrims who came out of nowhere. The people who practice witchcraft. Um, oh my Batman, god! And like like Batman Anonymous came back out to play. And like you, it was kind of really mind blowing because I was just like, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that's you did not really focus on, like you never really focused on before. Like you see it brought up in like media and everything but you never actually focused on it before until now it's in like front of your face. And you're just like, there's a lot going on out there that I don't even like know about. And once I I came to that realization, it was kind of like a, people are legit. Like I just started catalyzing different things. Like the family stuff. It's just like, Oh, we're all like kids who just kind of grew up and we're all still trying to figure it out. It's just the fact that some people have the actual courage to admit, Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm still trying to figure this shit out. And some people, especially like our parents, have the mentality where it's just like, I'm the elder, so you have to do what I say. And it's just like, well, if I ask you a question and you can't even give me a solid answer for it and I don't know what I'm doing, who really knows what they're doing? You just got to admit it. Like, you know, I want you to admit it, but some people are so, you know, ingrained with that. They need to know what's going on. Now, once you have the idea to let go of, listen... Some things you can't control, some things you really don't know you can't see coming. That's just how the world works. <laughs> it's like you know, that's just how the world works. So I would say these kind of experiences does have this big impact on like who you can become, depending on how you utilize it.
0: Yeah, I think that's that, um, uh, Donnie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um no, I I I don't know. I, this is a tough day for you.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you got me over here tearing up and shit, Kenny.
0: Jeez, um I have that effect on women I, usually. I will say...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I will say my experiences, um, the, the pandemic put everything in perspective because I was allowed to be able to be with my own thoughts for the first time. And... I had a lot of mental breakdowns when I was up in the Poconos, away from the city. Um, I learned, I learned a lot of things that happened in my life and in foster care, mostly negative. Greatly affects me today, and it still affects me today. Um, it, it's one of the reasons why I'm so antisocial. It's one of the reasons why i don't trust people at all not even my brothers and sisters and that's saying a lot um it's also the reasons why i can never get close to people and it's always and it's also a reason why i deal with depression and self-harm a lot it's there was a lot of negative things in my experience that shaped me to be who i am today and uh trying to gather my composure cause <laughs> I, I feel like I'm starting to tear up and stuff like that. Um, no, but,
0: feel free to be raw man feel free, like there's yeah, no written it, rules for podcast conduct. Yeah. It's,
1: it's looking back. It's, it's a lot of shit that happened. That's that makes me so pissed off, man. And that's to do with the government DHS and the city of Philadelphia, not doing enough. And it also has to do with the, the revolving door of parental figures and robots, which I, I wouldn't even say role models, uh just f- parent figures. So it's like a lot of things that, like the, uh, the, the father analogy that you mentioned before, it, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that I can't really connect with because I didn't have. No, I I I have no baseline to start on. Everybody has like a smooth line of transition stuff. I I have nobody, and it it sucks sometimes. So, but I I like mask it with, you know, just oh well, that's just me. Like I I don't need anybody and stuff like that. But um, in reality, I I probably need poor. <clears throat> I probably need people more than I think or are willing to admit, but it's, I just can't, I'm just, I'm just scared of getting hurt again, and that's why I put up that wall, and I don't think I'll ever take it down
0: never prophesize never prophesize yeah <laughs> we, we have no idea what's gonna happen and i'm gonna I'm take off two things that uh stood out like uh it's, sometimes it's not even like like yeah me and sean probably do have fathers or father figures in their life but it's not always a straight transition because like yeah absolutely every child deserves two people in their lives that love them to death and whatnot every child deserves that and we fail as a society by not providing that but um oftentimes it's not always a smooth transition because you know there are pros and cons to everything like even having a father and parents like when young talks about probably haven't read enough on it when he talks about like the symbolic death of a father it's the point sometimes for some people it's the point that your father disappoints you so much as a man that you have to use that as a baseline to be better, you know what I mean. Like some LA like people live in an abusive household under a father that like beats the shit out of them, drinks them for everything. Right. There's symbolic death for their father unless they take a shotgun to the asshole. Um, the symbolic death of the father comes from realizing what a goddamn disappointment they are, what an absolute piece of shit trash they are. I have to be better, and hopefully, I will be. And that's the symbolic death of your father. Some sometimes too. So. Uh, hopefully for the majority of people on this planet, it is a straight transition where I had a great dad. I want to be just like him more or better, but a lot of times it's not. Everyone goes through a completely different battle, a completely different perspective. And it goes off to my second point. Like uh, it's kind of to play devil's advocate, even though I think people play devil's advocate as an asshole or assholes, but um, there's assholes in disguise. Just be like, I want to fuck this conversation a bit. Um, like, I feel like sometimes it is a coping mechanism for people to be like, yeah, yeah, you know, th- there's this Nietzschean idea that through struggle, I make myself stronger and whatnot. Like, all these things that are happening to me were the – Pieces of the plot of my life that led to character development for whatever reason. Like there's a goal at the end of the book, and I need to go through all these trials to be ready for it. You know what I mean? And like sometimes, like yeah, I can see that. Sometimes I'm a a calmer person because I dated this crazy chick, or uh, you know, I um because my parents put me in martial arts for all these years. I'm much more secure uh, about myself and being able to take care of myself. Uh, Because I went through this governmental system, I can now. Uh, weave my way through it, help others, and, you know, have lower expectations. Like, yeah, sometimes that's the truth. But sometimes you look at shit was like this did not need to happen for any goddamn reason. I am yeah, not. Exactly, I, I'm yeah. not a better person for this. I'm a worse person for it. I had negative development because of this. Maybe at the end of my life it'll be in perspective. But as far as I see now, this was just a shitty fucking thing that happened that did not have to happen. And it, it, that that's the thing uh, I like about astrophysics and being exposed to it. Like it really we make you re- realize that the. The universe is just not a orderly place. This shit is just chaos. There are suns exploding, and like there, there was this one planet that's very similar to Earth, right? I I forget, I forget what it's called, like Pro Centauri or some stupid shit, but. um, it was very close to looking like Earth. Same environment, probably had the same elements. Basically, everything you needed to have life was there. Like, if we ever wanted to colonize a pre-made planet, that was it. It was like two, three light years away. That That's conceivable in, I don't know, a couple centuries. Who knows? Uh, but my point is, like, there was a huge solar flare in that universe, And it was so huge, it probably stripped that planet of its atmosphere. It is now inhospitable. It is probably like like Dante's fucking inferno. That (laughs) honestly, like crazy shit like that's happening. It could happen to us someday. Our sun is going to explode one day. I believe in the center of our universe, there's a black hole that's slowly sucking all of us in. Like, there are just so many chaotic, out of pocket ways for existence to go. And there's no guarantee that there's any other form of life outside of the planet Earth. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe our definition for life is wrong. Maybe Um, they're hiding from us. Maybe we are alone in the universe. But, like, what my point is, like, it is chaotic out there, guys. It is Fucking chaotic, man. And, mm-hmm. Forget about suns exploding. Like, there are planets being constantly attacked by asteroids and just fucking pummeled over and over for no reason. Yeah. Just because rocks flo- float through space and just happen to be, you know, pulled in by your gravity and just slammed down on you. That's it. There, there, there's I think no- one
1: almost hit us last year yeah or something
0: like that absolutely yeah. we we're, we're, we're overdue for a big asteroid explosion but like they usually burn up in the atmosphere which is why you never mm-hmm. hear about it. a lot of our satellites are just like floating in space right now and one crashed in the indian ocean we might not get so lucky next time but my point is is like it's a crazy place and like we assign meaning to it we assign greater purpose to it because we're still stuck in like this abrahamic ideal that there's a plan to everything but like uh sometimes and i feel like uh, buddhists talk about this a bit sometimes you gotta let go of that safety blanket and like realize this is a crazy world and you and the only way you'll ever be content i'm not gonna say happy but content is just accepting that fact and being okay with it just being okay with it. Like, be like the samurais. Like, they, the samurai in like, um, I think it was like Three Rings or like this book called Hagakuri. Haga I, I don't speak Japanese as well as I speak Chinese. So, forgive me if I mispronounce that. But the, uh, uh, Japanese samurai were taught through Zen Buddhism to treat life like a dream. Like, the moment of your death is just you waking up from that dream because this is all just a reality we've made for ourselves, essentially. Yeah. So, you just have to just be cool about it. Enjoy your time. Don't worry. Don't sweat. No, there's, there's no. No one belongs anywhere. No one has to do anything. Enjoy your life. You have no responsibility. Well said. Yeah, man. Glad I stole it from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Fuck. I do not have to come. The up American America. way, <laughs> America. But in any case, I feel like we've come to. The, unless anyone wants to add anything, I feel like we've come to the conclusion of our podcast first episode with Kenny as our host. In any case, before we wrap up, please follow us at our respective IG tags, and they should pop up here in a second. Yep, here I am, got to know our ma- magic, and you guys feel free to plug in whatever page you're on or whatever projects you're doing, or just say, this is me, this is who I am. You don't have to attach any project to your goals. Yeah, or your I'm not doing shit, I'm just working, guys. There's no big project other than hosting. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you guys can just follow me. Uh, my Instagram handle is down below. Uh, you guys can follow me at Black Dawn on mostly every social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, yeah, if I decide to make more. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, well, thanks for coming to the True Urban Culture podcast we like to call Tuck Talk. Hope you enjoyed this, and there are hopefully many more to come. So we'll wrap up here, and everyone, will, I don't know what fucking time zones you are. Just have a good night. You <laughs>